नमस्ते वेलकम टू एंड्रॉइड पॉडकास्ट आई एम अनुपम सिंह एंड आई एम विवेक सिंह वी टॉक अबाउट व्हाट्स न्यू इन एंड्रॉइड बेस्ट प्रैक्टिसेस एंड हाउ टू बी अ बेटर एंड्रॉइड डेवलपर एंड वी आर बैक विद अनदर इंटरेस्टिंग थीम फॉर टुडेस पॉडकास्ट दिस टाइम अराउंड कोड क्वालिटी एंड मोर स्पेसिफिकली लेंटेक कोड क्वालिटी हैज ऑलवेज बीन अ सेंट्रल थीम इन द लाइफ ऑफ सॉफ्टवेयर डेवलपर things which we take for granted like indentation warnings were difficult to identify when the world was using notepad and vim luckily we are in 2020 um will not that lucky honestly but at least we have some powerful ids at our disposal and linting is one of the easiest way to maintain some sanity over the code out of the box linters these ids provide give us power to analyze our source code to flag programming errors bugs and even style errors and today we have hitanshu dhawan with us who currently works with the urban company as a mobile engineer he takes care of their pre-request funnel he loves to code and write about it and i guess he has been featured multiple times in anod weekly newsletter also he's purest at heart uh, he do he does likes to understand problems to the core and solve for them and one of the problem that he has agreed to discuss with us today is lens and its effective usage so hitanshu welcome to the podcast so what are these lens how are they useful uh, go ahead please so you guys work on android right ah uh, yes so i'll assume you use android studio as your preferred ide ah uh, yes obviously okay so every time you write your code remember the yellow highlights in xml or kotlin code that you often ignored <laughs> yeah, yes definitely yeah so those are lens The out-of-the-box linter of Android Studio is trying to help you by pointing out the common mistakes to avoid. Now I'll tell you how they are useful. A compiler's only job is to tell you that every line of code that you have written is syntactically correct or not. That's where it stops. A lint, on the other hand, warns you about possible runtime errors or bad programming practices. An example here can be of nullability. If you are interoperating a Kotlin and Java code. A linter will help you identify possible null pointer errors. A bad programming example is using context as a static variable. It is syntactically correct, but it will cause memory leaks at runtime. Yeah, I guess it was a thing that I always took for granted, but uh, it is very useful. So, Hitanshu, what I'm curious is how does it work under the hood? Okay, so when you open your Android Studio, there is a list of issues that need to be kept in mind. which are predefined by android team and are burned inside android studio itself and when you open a xml or kotlin or a java file or whenever you resume writing code in a pre opened file there is a process running in background which continuously scans your code to detect the issues that were mentioned in the predefined issue list so whenever a detector detects the issue the issue is reported to the android studio and it shows the lint warning in the id simple <laughs> wait wait it's actually it's not that simple uh, i do have multiple follow up questions here uh, so what is this list of issues that you mentioned earlier and can i add my own issue in this list yes yes you can an issue is a java class that defines various aspects of a lint error or a warning these range from what the issue is its explanation how it can be corrected its severity priority or the category this issue belongs to Okay, Danju. Uh, can you also elaborate about all these attributes that an issue has? 
Okay, so you can mention various attributes with with your issue. The most important one is ID. It's a unique identifier for your issue, and the one you mention in your suppress warning annotation. Other than ID, there is one description which is basically some lines to explain your issue, and will be shown with your lint. Now you also want the developer to know which category this lint lies under. Like, is it for correctness or performance? And that is defined by the category attribute. The rest are pretty self-explanatory. Priority is defined on a scale of one to ten, which you can use to determine which issues to fix first. And severity determines if a lint would break your build. Last but not the least is implementation. It mentions the scope of the issue that it is interested in, like manifest resource files, Java or Kotlin source files. Okay, great. And uh, how is an issue detected? That's an interesting question. So while the source code is fed to the linter, multiple detectors scan the code for possible issues. A detector class is where all the magic happens. It can detect any file, be it resource files, Java Kotlin files, or even the manifest files. Writing a detector is super simple. The Android team has provided us with a nice callback style API for detecting errors. And and what about the creepy background processes you mentioned earlier? The background process that I mentioned is provided by the ID. Its job is to take the source code of the file you're currently working on, and constantly feeding it to the linter. In essence, ID and linter are different components. Linter consumes the source code, processes it, and raises issues if they're wrong. The ID consumes the linter's output and displays it on the screen. So when you are running the linter via command line, Gradle replaces the ID's role, providing it with the source code and writing the raised issues to the console or a file. Okay, got it. <clears throat> and uh, uh, what if I want to write one of my own? Uh, can I do that? Yes, of course. The Android team has provided us with a nice, easy-to-use API for writing our own lints. It's a it's a callback style API that allows you to focus only on the elements you want to write lint for. But Hitanshu, why would we even need to write our own lints? So, for example, we often have to write our own custom classes like base activity, base fragment, base text view, with some custom tracking and UI needs. And often, a new person in the team uses the original text view provided by Android. This exact problem can be solved if we simply write a custom lint where, if we use a text view, lint can detect and shoot a warning saying that please use a base text view instead of a normal. Can you tell me more about this linting API, Danshu? Okay, so first you have to make a separate Java module where you will write your own lint rules and add this Java module to your main module as a dependency using lint checks command. Second, we need to create a detector. A detector is where you will write your main code to detect and report a lint issue. To implement a detector, you need to extend a detector class. And implement an appropriate scanner interface based on your specific use case. Uh, what kind of scanners? Okay, so for an activity, you have your source code and your XML files. Similarly, you have a source code scanner for your Java Kotlin files and an XML scanner for your resource files. So your Java and Kotlin files are converted to something called as UST, and you write your lint rules for this UST. UST Stands for Universal Abstract Syntax Tree, which is simply a tree representation of your source code. 
So you don't have to write lens for Kotlin and Java separately. Next step is to create an issue that you want to report. This issue contains all information like its ID, category, priority, severity, etc. You can also mention the scope for which this issue is valid, like manifest files, resource files, etc. Now that your multiple issues and detectors are ready, we need to tell the lint what are issues to look for. And that is done by issue registry. At this point, your custom lint should work and we should see our lint in action. And uh, you mentioned issue registry. Uh, what's the role of uh, that here? So the issue registry is a place where you define all the issues that you want to register. You have to extend issue registry class and override its abstract value issues, which is a list of issues that you will provide. You also have to mention the issue registry in a specific file or in a specific folder, which will be available in the show notes below. Oh, okay. So basically I think issue registry is somewhat similar to Android's manifest file. Right. Okay. And uh, a lot of times I see uh, suggestions to fix these lint issues. How does that work? So these are called lint fixes and you can also enable them easily while reporting your errors. While reporting the issue, you can mention all the information for the lint fix. You can provide the logic that which string should be replaced by what. For example, replacing text view with my text view. So, okay, I understand all these components, Hitanshu. Can you also give me an example of a custom lint you might have created? Sure. So one problem that we face at UC is that a lot of our colors are controlled from the dashboard. And sometimes the person entering these colors does not input them in correct color format. And yeah, I know that this should be validated on the dashboard itself, but life stuff. <laughs> Android's default color dot parts color function throws a fatal error if you give it an incorrect color string. So we have created a new class UC color, which checks for invalid color strings. To increase adoption of this class, I wrote a lint for the same, which forced which forced the developers to use UC color instead of the default color dot parts color. Um, that's nice. So when you are done, let's say writing your custom lint, how do you go about running it? Okay. So you can run your lint rules in two ways. One in Android Studio, which is on the fly, and other is via a Gradle command. Running lints on Android Studio is super helpful as it helps us to catch errors as soon as you write them. Running lint via Gradle is helpful in cases where you want to run powerful lints and, gener and generate reports for your lints which can further be up uploaded to any dashboard of your choice. Amazing. So now I know how to create a lint. But one thing that still uh, escapes me is how do I debug one that I just created? Unfortunately, you cannot debug your lints just like you debug your apps. That's because lints don't run on mobile devices. But it doesn't mean you, can, you cannot debug your lints. You can debug your lints by writing test cases for it and run those tests in debug mode. Android team has provided with very easy to use testing API where you can just provide the file in plain text and run your lens on it. So Kitanju, what all I understand till now is the lens are basically called as issues. They have this list uh, where they belong. Um, and for our Kotlin and Java code, they are various scanners separately. And there is a detector which consumes these code in form of uh, UST and I can easily let's say 
uh, and there is a background process which continuously does the job of let's say bifurcate uh, identifying uh, what is going on what is correct based on the tools that i have defined and i can easily run these lens uh, either through my android studio coupling it through it or by directly through a gradle command uh, that's correct yes yes anyway okay vivek do you have anything else to ask or we are done here no i think uh, pitanshu did an amazing job of illuminating us on how to write these lines and uh, i guess code quality is something that is very dear to all the developers and everyone should try out writing these custom lines themselves yeah yeah and that's given thank you tanshu i hope we'll have you again on our podcast for various other sessions also cheers cheers yeah.